0: Hello, I'm Scott DuPont with another episode of Finance Your Movie, sharing tips and strategies to help you fund your independent feature, documentary, short film, or web series. Our mission is to empower you to get your money to tell your story. Okay, so excited. I've been waiting for this moment a long time, all the way from London, England, We have Jordan Bunton-Williams, who is one of the, if not the world's expert in crowdfunding. How are you, Jordan? I'm very good, thanks. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. Before we get started, I got to ask, because I've listened to you uh, quite a bit. um, Have you ever been coached? Have you ever worked with Tony Robbins or Dean Graziosi?
1: Uh, I've never been. I've been to so many of their events before in the past. Oh, Okay. Um, and, I, and I follow their work um, okay. very closely.
0: I, I, I could tell because I've been coached by both of them. And one of the things that you do so well, um, the first video I came across of yours, you just delivered and you didn't charge anything for this. You delivered so much value. And I've been doing this for 25 years. I've had two somewhat successful kickstarter campaigns i've had a couple failures but you gave so much value and so much incredible information i was sitting there taking 3 pages of detailed notes
1: <laughs> so amazing thank you
0: that that's why that and that's one of the the gifts that tony and dean they do a lot of they say hey the best way to prove yourself and to connect with people and general clients is just to provide massive value exactly yeah it's just building up a, a ton of reciprocity
1: so that i mean like obviously at, at the end i do have something to sell as well um i mean it's but obviously i'm not
0: for, for those who need it and those who
1: want who need it, exactly yeah but um yeah once you build up so much reciprocity with your audience then um it, they, it sort of feel obligated to not obligated but um
0: well, if they uh, see the value, they they, they're going to they're gonna step
1: up.
0: So, so one of the things, and, and uh, I really look forward to in the short time we have here, just to um, learning a lot from you that we can share with our audience. Yep. And um, before we get started, because I was, uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm not really one of these people who looks to be skeptical, but I always want to go in with my eyes wide open. Yep. And for those who might be a little skeptical or just unsure of what value you can bring, could you just share just real quickly a few specific examples of some crowdfunding campaigns maybe you've done or maybe one or two of your clients?
1: Yeah. So um, I, <laughs> I'll start from the, from the beginning. So I started trying to do crowdfunding campaigns back in 2016. And that was when I had no idea what I was doing. I just blindly clicked launching a campaign and expected loads of people to find out about the campaign and, and raise the money. And that obviously didn't happen. Um, so after that, I, I I sort of gave it a break, but then I looked at everyone else on Kickstarter. I thought, all of these people are still raising, you know, tens of thousands of pounds or dollars. Like, how are they doing it? What, what are they doing that I'm not doing? So um, for, for a two year stretch, I just went around and uh, I started signing up to everyone else's mailing list just so I could see what they were doing and I didn't want to start, just sign up to one person's list. I wanted to sign up to loads of people's lists just so I could see if there's any commonality between all of them and then i I very quickly quickly noticed that everyone is using the exact same process all the all the successful ones the successful ones the exact same process uh, they send the exact same emails they <laughs> they send them on the same day it was um the whole pre-launch funnel thing that I talk about in, in my free webinar that I run, they all use a pre-launch funnel. And so I did that myself. Um, and then straight away, I, I raised 10 grand in, 30, in I think, 32 days. That's pretty good for your first uh, first one. Exactly. Yeah. And then straight after that, um, everyone's, everyone started messaging me and, and, and calling me, people that I hadn't spoken to in years saying, hey, Jordan, I just saw you raise that much money. Could you help me with my campaign as well? So I started telling people on the phone for free, giving them advice, just saying, all right, on day one, here's what you do, day two, here's what you do. And then they started having success, you know, more, more success than I was having. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so on their very first try, they um, were raising like, you know, 20, 50, 50 grand. And um, I just had a, um, another client recently who just went through the day Film Financing Programme and he had a 28-day campaign and raised £10,300 um, with his campaign. And that was £300 more than what he was initially asking for anyway. Uh, so it's just cold, hard, undeniable evidence that this, this system, it, it, it always works. As long as you put the, the, the puzzles,
0: uh, the pieces of the puzzle in place, it, it always works. Now, now, those are pretty amazing numbers, especially for somebody doing a short film or maybe a low budget documentary. But can this also work for someone who maybe wants to raise between two and $300,000 or pounds for, for a narrative feature?
1: It's definitely not impossible. It's a lot harder um, because obviously the way Kickstarter works is um, if you if you generate a lot of Pledges and a lot of backing instead the opening forty-eight hours after launching. That's when your campaign will be ranked a lot, a lot higher on the Kickstarter algorithm, and that is when your campaign will be exposed to all of the uh, to all of the other millions of people that visit the Kickstarter website, so you can raise even more money. Um, so to give yourself that initial boost, the, the first wave of backers will need to be your. Cl- people in your close concentric circle, so your friends and family, to give you that first initial boost to get you to get you out of the blocks. And that, that's when Kickstarter takes you out. So, you know, um, that first initial boost, it's, it's more than possible for people to get like 10 grand in that first initial boost. But when you start um, trying to raise, you know, 200,000, 300,000, before you even launch on Kickstarter, you'll need to do some sort of paid advertising as well. Um, so obviously you're gonna have to
0: <laughs> make a, a lot more of a financial um commitment have, have you had have you had some clients that have done like in between like maybe um and i i know it is hard work and you have to yeah. follow a system you've had some yeah. clients that have done like a hundred thousand hundred hundred you know hundred k i've
1: had someone who's hit uh 70 pounds £70, so that's uh, in dollars i'm not sure what that works i probably probably over 100,000 yeah, uh, yeah and that was he didn't run any any paid adverts before his campaign what happened with him was he um he he got that initial boost from kickstarter and i think on the first two two days he only had like 15 grand but that gave him a, a good enough boost and then all of the other people that were just scrolling on the kickstarter website they then found out about it and he got on the on kickstarter's projects we love and that's what enabled him to go on and raise over a hundred, over a hundred K in in dollars.
0: Wow. That's, I mean, that's that all, on all donations. That's, that's the beauty of it. It's not like you have, you know, 15 and 20 investors that own 50 or 60% of your movie. You've exactly. maintained control. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. So, I, I like the model that you've done. You you really drilled down for several months and probably, well, several years now, been studying the most successful campaigns, exactly what they do, kind of their system, so to speak. So what are some do's and don'ts for someone thinking about launching a Kickstarter campaign, let's say, um, to get started? Like, what are some tips? I'd say the... One main thing I would definitely say to everyone
1: who is considering launching a crowdfunding campaign, uh, before you even think about clicking launch on your official Kickstarter campaign, you need to at least have an email list. You know, it's, so, it's so important that I generally recommend that people don't even launch a campaign unless they've built up an email list. So before before launching, um, start developing leads, start because um, because when you when you develop an email list it's direct contact with that um, with that person. Um, because the mistake that I made back in 2016 was I didn't have an email list. I just relied completely on sharing my campaign on social media. And yeah, that's all good, but um, with, when you share your campaign on social media, th- there's an algorithm, not, not all of your followers will see it. Whereas when you've got someone's email address, they get a notification to their phone, and it won't go away until they open that. <laughs> until that, um, they open that email. Um, so that's one thing that I'll definitely say. You, everyone, needs to do that before. And, and w-
0: what would be a minimum email list? You would you would suggest having a, a minimum X number of emails. Um, so, given that.
1: For, for most people who use crowdfunding, crowdfunding is generally used for short films. And um, the average short film, you know, most people should be able to get their short film done for, uh, for roughly $10,000, $10, right? So if we're trying to raise $10,000, let's say the average person on an email list would, ple- would pledge roughly uh, $50, right? So if Was you've it got 10,000 divided by fifty, so two hundred people, and that, and that's and that's doable for, for for most people.
0: Sure, sure, absolutely. Yeah, and and then what what's um what are some of the other tips or steps uh once you actually uh launch? Yeah, to to kind so, of get that yeah. momentum early on that you were talking about.
1: Yeah, so after you've got that initial big boom in the opening forty-eight hours of your campaign, um, obviously Kickstarter. In order for Kickstarter to keep ranking your campaign, they'll need to see that momentum roll on. And a good way of doing that, and this does this doesn't cost a penny, is using um, cross promotions. Uh, something that I didn't know about even in two thousand and eighteen. Um, And that's where you reach out to other campaigns who are already live on Kickstarter and other campaigns who have raised a similar amount of money that you have and other campaigns that have a similar number of backers that you have. And if you just reach out to them and just send them a direct message via the Kickstarter platform and just say, hey, we both have raised a similar amount and we can both benefit if we both um, advertise each other's campaigns to our to our mailing lists. And, um, this is what, this is something that I saw some of the other successful campaigns doing and they just from doing one cross promotion, they were raising an extra $9,000 on top of their, on top of their funding goal, just from cross promotions. There's no paid advertising involved in this just from doing simple cross promotions, um, that can translate into thousands, um, generated.
0: Well, yeah, I, ne- I never would have thought about that, but it's actually pretty brilliant. As long as it's a a product or a campaign that's not sleazy, something positive, something that they believe in, mm-hmm. it could add value to a few of the members who want to step up. Meanwhile, you're getting an extra nine, ten thousand dollars possibly.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, how important would you say that the video is, and building out your kind of dashboard before the launch? Oh, so so the, the
1: pre-launch video, so before you actually go live on Kickstarter.
0: Yeah, but I mean, what what people are going to see when they, yeah, yeah, I guess there's two videos, right? There's there's a pre-launch, yes. and then there's something on the actual page.
1: Yeah. So those two videos could be similar, and um, what and <laughs> one thing I'm, and I've learned in like my 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 years of marketing as well is that. And McDonald's do this very well. And that is, with McDonald's adverts that you see on the TV, they they very rarely show you the food that they are advertising. Instead, they show you the experience that that people will have when eating the food. And so um, that is like a marketing advertising strategy that a lot of the you know big successful chains are using and that's not and that's something that can be translated into any industry so if you take that same principle and apply it to filmmaking and crowdfunding um if you're doing a crowdfunding campaign and you're you're saying to your potential audience uh hey um we're going to be launching a crowdfunding campaign and you can get a discount uh, on tickets to come and see our film um, if you sign up um, to our mailing list, if you, if you have a pitch video that, that shows the audience, the experience that they will have when they're actually in, in, in that theater watching your movie, those are, the, those are the emotional triggers that's more likely going to tran- uh, convert someone from just viewing your, viewing your page and actually signing up or making a monetary contribution. As, as soon as they see the experience they're going to have, that's 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 what pulls at the at the heartstrings of of the audience.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Um, experience being in the theater, being on the red carpet, being uh, at the premiere, uh, perhaps being the first ones to see the movie at a discount. So there's probably lots of ways like that you can do. Yeah, um, I know that some people who Launch. Uh, well, before we get to that, let's real quick. You you're a real big proponent of Kickstarter as one of the main tools to use, and you're not poo pooing Indiegogo, but you just there's some reasons you said the Kickstarter was more advantageous than some of the other platforms. Can you explain yeah. why?
1: Yeah, and that's simply because the the main thing is that Kickstarter have a a an amazing algorithm and um basically kickstarter will reward you if you can prove to kickstarter that you've already put some efforts into generating your own audience so basically if you launch your campaign and literally in a few hours after launch your campaign you all of your that first wave of backers if all of your friends and family give you that, that, that first wave of backing and Kickstarter sees, all oh, right, this, this campaign owner has clearly done the, done the work in the pre-launch phase and they brought their own audience. So let's reward this person even more by taking their campaign and, adver- and advertising it even further to the Kickstarter audience and on their newsletter. And that is something that at, at, at the time of doing the, uh, this interview, that's something that you don't get on on the Indiegogo platform. And again, I'm not I'm not poo pooing Indigo. It's, it's still a great platform. They get lots of uh, monthly on um, monthly visitors that can help you to raise a lot more. But that that algorithm that the Kickstarter that Kickstarter has, um, it just it it just helps. It it, it will take a campaign from five thousand to twenty thousand. That's how and, powerful. And,
0: and it ha- uh, doesn't Kickstarter have more uh, users or more? They visit- do. Yeah.
1: There's a um, there's a uh, platform that I use called similarweb.com and you can take any website and just and just plug it into similarweb.com and it shows you everything about that website and how many visitors they are getting per month and I think uh kickstart is getting roughly um I can't remember this off my head but it's almost double the amount that um that Indiegogo gets
0: so that that's a great reason right there if you're getting double exactly. the traffic potential yeah. eyeballs Exactly. So next question I had, and, and this happens to a lot of friends, there's this thing called um, Kickstarter fatigue, so to speak, because I get, I, I have a lot of friends in the film business, a lot, a lot of musicians, probably three to four times a week, I get hit up with, Hey, you know, donate to my campaign, donate to this, donate to that or whatever. And if I donated 25 or 50 bucks to every one of those, I'd probably be broke, you know, after a year, (laughs) I I just can't give to every single person I give here and there where I can, when I can, because I like supporting my friends. Um, Now, obviously, it's about doing the strategic things that you talk about. But what what can someone do? If they feel that frustration, let's say halfway through the campaign, and they're just kind of stuck? Is there is there anything they can do to kind of Ramp up the contributions, or any other things they can do to kind of pick the momentum back up. Um, so that's
1: where that's where uh, cross promotions come in. But also, um, there is a common trend with pretty much all successful Kickstarter campaigns, which is on in the opening few days after launching a campaign. That's when you'll see a, a huge spike in in financial contributions, and then towards the middle, it will just Flatten out a bit, and that's normal. People always um, start to start to start to fret at that at that moment, but that's completely normal. And um, <laughs> you know, we as human beings, we always only take action when there's when there's a deadline to do something. So towards the end, when it when they see there's like three or four days left of the campaign, that's when you'll see another big surge of of uh, contributions because that's when people start rushing in the last minute. Um, saying, oh, no, I forgot to um, make a contribution to this campaign. Let me go in and make it now before, before the campaign comes to a close. Um, so, yeah, it, it is very difficult to to keep it consistent and keep it just going on, on, on a complete upward trend throughout the campaign. Um, but it's completely normal to see it level out um, towards the middle.
0: Are, are there any things that you do strategically to remind people of the urgency or maybe some of the perks that you're offering to kind of move the needle the last say seven to 10 days before you close out your campaign?
1: Yeah, there is, um, I'm, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. So th- there's with, if you go around to any successful company, let's not even talk about filmmaking right now, if, if to any successful company, um, if you look at their page structure you'll always see at the top is where you have the emotion which we have the video at the top of the page where you have the emotion mm-hmm. and then underneath the emotion you'll have the logic or the or the logical reason why they why a customer should buy and then towards the end that's when you'll have the testimonials and and the scarcity which is you know there's only 2 days left to get this offer and then even when you sign up to their mailing list the moment you sign up to someone's mailing list the first few emails are the emotion-based emails to pull up the emotional triggers of the audience, and then they'll move on through to the um, to the logic-based emails where they convey all of the logical reasons why you need to have this thing that they're selling, and then they move you on to the scarcity, which is there's only you know five, fifteen hours left to get this offer, and so with with my program. I give all of my clients the exact email templates of, of exactly what to say on what days. So they're, they're following that structure because that's a, that's a proven structure that's been proven to work not only in filmmaking, but in just in, in business in general.
0: That makes a lot of sense because when I'm raising money for my films, whether it's a crowdfunding platform or whether it's me calling up people to ask for five or $10,000, um, the people that, put in the money first are the emotional buyers they're yeah. just excited they connect with oh yeah I, I want to support an electric car documentary I want to do this and then what you said really makes a lot of sense because the logical buyers you would want to follow up with towards the middle and the end because they just need more information they want to evaluate things it's like people shopping for a car some people get yeah. the lot and say hey if you can do this paperwork in an hour, this is a car, I want it in red, I don't even need to test drive. Yeah. Whereas a logical exactly. buyer, you know, they're gonna shop three, four different dealerships, they're gonna come back in a week. So it's brilliant what you just said, that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. And I, I also just say, just be perceptive to everything you see, because just cause something's working in one industry, I'm always thinking of how can I relate this to filmmaking? How can I, how can I take this concept and serve
0: my audience better? Yeah, because not not every filmmaker is taking things from other industries that might work for them. Yeah. So if someone wants, let, let's just say that someone wants to get a little bit more information. Do you have some videos where they can see or or how can they find more about your um, finance, your film in 100 days uh, program?
1: Yeah. So if anyone is interested, they're the place where I give the most value is at 100dayfilmfinancing.com. It's a completely free masterclass that walks people through the exact um, system that's already been proven to work when it comes to raising funding for films. So, if anyone is interested in using crowdfunding to raise funding for their films, then, then that's the place to go. And I also have a YouTube channel, just type in Jordan Bunton Williams on YouTube. And it's, and it's the same across all social media platforms as well. It's Jordan Bunton Williams on Facebook, Jordan Bunton Williams on Instagram. Um, so yeah, just Google Jordan Bunton Williams or 100 Day Film Financing. Um, so
0: 100DayFilmFinancing.com. Uh, That's
1: it. 100DayFilmFinancing.com.
0: Okay. So I would encourage everybody, um, even if you're not, excited about a, a, a crowdfunding campaign right now, just to go there for that tremendous value. That's probably the first video that I saw where I took yeah. three pages of notes. <laughs> and at the end of that, there's no pressure at all. In fact, I have not invested in the course myself, but at the end of the course, if you are ready to do a campaign and I myself am going to buy the course when I'm ready to do my next campaign, because here's why, and this is the thing that uh, Tony Robbins talks about all the time. If you know somebody, you've done this, I don't know, dozens, hundreds of times with your, probably hundreds with all your different clients and people you consulted with. If you've had success and you know this framework, why wouldn't you want to invest a little bit of money that actually is reimbursable once you start the financing portion of your movie.
1: Exactly. Yeah. The, the, the program pays for itself because exactly. pays, pays for itself. Raise, yeah. The money you're going yeah. to go on and raise is way more than what uh, people pay for it anyway. So it makes it a no greater for anyone who's, uh, who's interested in, in, in doing it.
0: Yeah. Um, I wish we had more time today, but, uh, you were kind enough to share just a few quick insights and, uh, Yeah, I mean, that's the video I first saw, and I've seen a lot of other YouTube videos, which are amazing. And uh, 100dayfilmfinancing.com, I encourage everybody, even if you were like me, you were skeptical that the Kickstarter model still works. Um, You're going to learn a lot of information there. So, uh, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, I wish you all the best. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Tune in next week. for more info, visit financeyourmovie.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, if you have a story to tell the world, never give up on your dream. Copyright Namora's Marketing.